Hi everyone, welcome to the podcast, where two seemingly meaningless people talk about very meaningful things. I'm Chris, and with me as always is... Leslie. Nice dramatic pause. Thank you, and I do want to point out, actually three... Seemingly meaningless people. Yeah, one of them will not be contributing. <laughs> he might be. That's right. Today, we have a special guest with us. Uh-huh. <laughs> Little baby Peter is here. So, hooray. hooray! Peter decided to join us. So, Peter Gospel Gore uh, will be sitting here listening to this podcast and furrowing his brow at times. Yes. and. Probably disagreeing, but being a good child and keeping it to himself, and that is. He's anyway. actually he's been here for a lot of podcasts, just just not here. Yeah, in the world. Yeah, I'm hoping as I listen back, I always listen back before we post to see if there's anything we need to edit. Um, I've noticed in the last like couple of months, my breathing <laughs> was very heavy, <laughs> so I'm hoping that there's. That that's remedied. If not, it's just because now I'm just fat. <laughs> Toad's jelly. <laughs> Toad's jelly. <laughs> that's an inside joke. Oh, man. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> You're making me shake, which doesn't help. Which doesn't help the heavy breathing. I do have a sleeping baby on me, so I feel a little yeah, awkward. Yeah, and that's why I was la- like, it was hard for me to do the intro, because I was looking at you, and you look like a dog on point. I- like, you were like, <laughs> I look like all your muscles were tensed up, and you were like, oh, stink, I'm about to have to talk. Right. But he- not move this baby. And he- he's right by my vocal cords, mm-hmm. I would imagine. It's yeah. like vibrating on his ear. It's probably very soothing. Yeah. It's probably very soothing. And I just know it's that time if he wakes up. If he wakes up, it won't be that quick pause that we do to put a child in bed or to handle whatever. It'll be a, well, <laughs> see you in 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. See you tomorrow, folks. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we wanted to, we wanted to finally get back uh, and do a podcast after having uh, Peter and all that unfolded with that. Mm-hmm. We wanted to do one in the <laughs> hospital. We, we both actually had the idea to do one. We were both thinking at the same time, but it just never I was going to live stream the whole thing. No, that's not good. That wasn't going to happen. No, just kidding. No. But yeah, we just, well, we were only there for like 24 hours. Yeah. Or a little little longer than that. Yeah. There wasn't really a lot of time. No, they're coming in, checking this, checking that. Yeah, sticking me with needles and... Yeah. I took Applauding a, me over and over. I, that was really the fun thing. They were just like, you are the best. And well, like, they Thanks. should have, because you are the best. Oh, stop so. stop Well, anyway, well, let's jump into some things. Uh, so, what do you want to do for your dedication? My dedication, I was thinking, like, who would have been the sponsor of this pregnancy? And there are several people, places. Like, in the beginning, I would have said Freddy's. Oh, yeah. Uh, Freddie's sponsored the first trimester, but I would say, like, looking back, the true hero of this pregnancy was Tacos for Life. Well, amen to that, sister. (laughs) Yeah, we have discovered Tacos for Life, which I don't know if where you are, you have Tacos for Life. Those of you who listen in Turkey, 
Sorry. We don't want, we don't know who you are. We appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, and we don't know if you've got tacos for life there or not. Um, but they've got a tacos for life in Tulsa and a couple of friends of ours had, had really liked it. Uh, it was, it was Jacob and Sabrina that, that mm-hmm. really started us off on it. Um, and man, they are such good tacos. Yeah. Now, okay, here's my spiel. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So they're a little expensive. Mm-hmm. It's like eight ninety nine for a taco meal. Mm-hmm. You're going to get two tacos with that meal. Mm-hmm. Two of the beefiest, meatiest tacos mm-hmm. you will ever get. Plus, it's going to come with a side of a rice of your choice. Mm-hmm. So the the meal and a drink and a drink right and a drink so not actually a crazy price and check this out so we've been doing that and I said man that's just so much for tacos went to Taco Bueno it was like seven bucks for two of the tiniest tacos street tacos little I mean little tiny things with the nastiest flavored meat on them I mean. <laughs> It was ridiculous. <laughs> so I, the, what they're charge, they don't charge enough for those for, for those tacos for life. Because I guarantee you, one of their tacos was the meat equivalent to two of those tacos. It had more meat, yeah, definitely. than those two taco bueno. Definitely. Because our kids will eat one taco. Mm-hmm. They'll eat one taco and barely. And yes, with it's some like, left over and be full, yeah. and they love them. They're good. So. So, you're going to go there and go, ooh, that's a lot for tacos. One, know that your kids can eat one taco. So, you could get a taco meal and split it between two kids. Definitely. Uh, and then you could eat your meal. But but that's not that's not what we do. Here's, here's, my, here's the wisdom here's the we've skinny. learned. You can get a dozen tacos for $40. Now, wait, stop. I know <laughs> $40, what you're $40. That's right. <laughs> And that seems like a lot. For us, $40 is what we spend anywhere we go to eat, for one. Yeah. If we go and eat out, if we go and eat fast food, it's 40 bucks. We've tried it. We've split meals. We do whatever. And it's typically between $35 and $40. Yeah, definitely. This, at Tacos for Life, you get a dozen tacos Mm -hmm. for $40. A dozen. That's right. (laughs) One, two tacos. (laughs) And here's, here's the skinny about that. Our kids still eat only about one taco a piece. Yeah. So even with all our kids, that still leaves us eight tacos. Mm-hmm. And we might eight eat tacos. each two. And we'll each eat two, uh-huh. which which then leaves another meal uh-huh. worth of tacos. For the next day. For the next day. So you get two meals out of it for 40 bucks. It's a great deal. And the tacos keep really well. Uh, and they, they reheat. They reheat about as well as you would expect a taco to reheat. Right. But these are better tacos, so they even reheat better than if you're reheating <laughs> Taco Bell or Bueno or any of those places that I've decided now so don't even make tacos. Your top taco. Top taco is a fried chicken. Fried chicken. Yeah, that was, it's funny, that was recommended to me as like, like not even an argument, like just get yeah, that. Yeah, you must. You get mu- it. I don't care, like there's gonna be all these tacos, but you must get that. And I agree. If you're gonna get one, yeah, here, you've here. gotta get it because it's the most distinct, I would say, of the Definitely. ones I've had. Mm-hmm. But it's fried chicken. It's got a little honey and a little bit of spice. Yeah, it's like spicy, like a spicy sweet. honey drizzle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So stop talking about it's it. It's really good. 
Now I, we get it with the puffy shell. You can a lot. You, you might miss this on the menu, but you can choose different shell options. Mm-hmm. We love the puffy shell. All it's the really way. Good. Puffy shell all the way. Yeah. All so uh, we get the puffy shell. Uh, I get the fried chicken. What's your? Well, I know well, what your favorite yeah. is. I'm well, going to ask you. But. Fried chicken's my top, but then the classic beef mm-hmm. is way. It's just so good. It sounds and, boring. And. You're going to freak out because <laughs> normally when you get a beef taco, you get a little bit of beef like and, and, and beef. all this lettuce yeah. and cheese, total flip-flop. Yeah. Like this thing is packed with ground beef yeah. and then it's got a solid layer of, of lettuce, some like really good pico. cheese. Yeah. And then some pico. Some it's sour cream. And a little sour cream. That's right. It's amazing. Uh, yeah. These tacos. Here's my problem. I like both of them so much. I spend my whole meal trying to decide which one to take the last bite of. She does. She like rotates <laughs> between like, the tacos. Is it going to be chicken or beef? And mm-hmm. you, it's been both of them. It's been. They both it's won. pretty even. It's pretty even, Tom, you know, going like, into this final <laughs> match. Who's going to come out on top? Even one night, I stuck both last bites in my mouth and ate them at the same time. Did you really? No. Okay. It's like, I don't remember that. It seems like a bad choice. Like, just not been. satisfied either way. It would have been a bad choice. It would have led to a third One, taco. You would have choked. Uh, and she died. How did she die? She had two tacos stuck in her mouth. What? Yeah. She couldn't pledge two allegiance tacos. to one. Yeah. She- yeah. Talk about someone, who, a double-minded woman, right there, unstable in all her eatings. Yeah, the two top, that would have been a, what a, that would have been like a, that would have been a news story where they die. Woman dies with two separate tacos stuck in her gullet. That's, that would be the it worst. It would have made it on the, it would have made it on like the History Channel, like a hundred ways no, to die. I'll try to. Do that sometime. Yeah. Okay. But I could see, she's very indecisive about it, so I could actually see her Just deciding. like at the last minute. Like, yeah, just putting both nom. of them in. <laughs> nom, nom. <laughs> so yeah, Tacos for Life. The, idea, the reason they call it Tacos for Life is when you buy a meal, they'll then take the proceeds to supply a meal for uh, someone um, somewhere, which... <laughs> Having, we really care. Having been to... Af- well, <laughs> No, I'm like, we no, really no, looked into the reason, it. Well, the reason is, I know how much a meal is in another country. Right. Like, we go to Africa, and for a dollar, you can feed someone, like, a really nice yeah, meal yeah. all day long. So, uh, I- anyway. Yeah. Uh, but that's the idea. That's for, why it's for called For every for meal you buy there, they supply food for a conference. <laughs> Yes, in Africa yeah. somewhere. Yeah, you could you could do a whole slew of people for yeah. that dollar. Um, but anyway, so yeah, we yeah. love tacos for tacos life. Tacos for life. We Thank loved you. it so much that the, one of the nurses mm-hmm. uh, that we had was really so. We can talk about this. The experience we had at, at the hospital we went to, which was Saint Francis, the Saint Francis South. Mm-hmm. Nurses there were awesome. Yeah, they're real. Heroes. And I do always come away. From that experience, just thinking nurses are the best. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. doctors are, they're run of the mill. <laughs> Take them or leave them, but no. But, uh, the, but, but we did. We had great nurses. Yeah. So, yeah, you bought our nurse a taco. Well, she had asked, what brought the taco conversation Because we, up? that's what we, that was my first meal. It was one of my last. But we had talked about it before. Meals before I had him in my first meal after. Yeah, him. but what brought up tacos for um, life for, probably, to hers? We probably were just talking. 
Hmm. I can't. I wish I could remember. Yeah. Anyway, somehow the issue got brought up of tacos or food or whatever. Or yeah. Pla- I think she was asking about places to eat in Tulsa. Yeah. Maybe. And where we were over there and all this. Yeah. And, and we're used to going at St. Francis, the mm-hmm. main campus, which is, uh, you know, over by some of the other places we like to eat. And anyway, uh, so we mentioned Tacos for Life, and she had never heard of it. Yeah. So then I went to get us Tacos for Life, mm-hmm. and I got her the fried chicken taco. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she took it graciously and then apparently ate it. Mm-hmm. And she came in and she was like, okay, <laughs> what you speak is true. Those tacos are amazing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So we hooked her. We got her hooked. And I'm now her supplier. I didn't tell her where it was at. <laughs> she has to buy them through me. We meet in a, I take them in a blacked out van oh, up yeah. to Tulsa. Yeah. And uh, we make the exchange. But yeah, we right. love tacos for Thanks, life. Thanks, tacos for life. Thanks Man, for my that's baby. That's a really good dedication. Yeah, thanks. Because that's this really good food. Yeah. I'm really so hungry. what's yours now that we've talked uh, about tacos for well, let me get the phone. minutes? That was the mother in law. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so what were you asking when the phone? It's is? your turn. Because we talked about tacos. We we waxed eloquent about tacos. Oh, man. Did we? Did we so I wanted to know what your dedication is. Uh, my dedication is... Actually, I didn't have one. Hmm. You don't have one? No. I was, I was going to do the baby, but then we started talking. That was going to be my dedication is the baby. You know, I guess if I were going to dedicate it to anybody during the pregnancy, it'd be you. You've really done a stellar, a stellar job. You know, now that I, hey, hey, what? I'm serious. Okay. <laughs> I only did that because when, when I was asking about the dedication, she started pointing at herself like Vanna White style. Like if you need someone to point out a dedication to, no, I'll dedicate it to the lady who just called your, your mom. Oh, yeah. She's been just a total savior. And, and we've. We could dedicate. I think every this is episode. her third. Yeah, but uh, her and the church, and mm-hmm. uh, I mean, uh, so you know what? That was my other option was church ladies in general. They're yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we've got food and diapers and just just compassion out the wazoo. So maybe I would dedicate this to. Just the unity and love that comes through Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't imagine life Mm-mm. without people who love me this much. Because no. there's a lot of people who go through life. They don't have anybody love them mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. And we have a whole body of people right. that genuinely love us. And not just because I'm the pastor. No. But just because... just what they do. Yeah. Their yeah. theology flows out of their fingertips. Mm-hmm. It really does. And yeah. I was talking to a friend about this that... It's just, it almost, the the help that we have, the support system that we have, and of course it's not something you can demand, or like if your church doesn't bring you meals, you can't be like, well how come? Yeah, like they're, like they're failing me. The, mm-hmm. No one has to bring you a meal. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a... Not a requirement at all. Right. It would, if they hadn't brought us meals, it wouldn't mean that they didn't love no, us. No, I would just need to go whip something up or call in a pizza or something. Yes. But that's just something our church does. And, um, but what I was telling my friend is it, the freedom it has given me to just enjoy this baby, like the peace of mind that I've had about taking care of the house and 
and trying to figure out what to feed all the kids. And I was just imagining the stress I would be under if I was trying to like get sleep and nurse this baby and you know, it's just a big change. And making and making meals for a larger family. Yeah. So you can't just you can't just whip yeah. something together. Yeah, and you can't I mean, you gotta have a lot of something. You can't that you let can whip. the other kids go hungry. Yeah. Um yeah. But I I just imagined for a minute the stress that I would feel and how that would affect what I'm able to do with Peter right now. Mm-hmm. And I told her it feels like this is the way it should be like this is the kingdom way, like mm-hmm. that you get to just glory in this new life. Well, that's what that's what that's what's going on is in terms of the way that it should be. Like you said, not that they're making meals or anything like that. Yeah. But the kingdom aspect of it is that you have people thinking of others mm-hmm. more than they think of themselves because right. each one of these people who made us meals also have families that they take care exactly. of that consumes a large amount of their time. Mm-hmm. So it's not like any of them were just hanging out. I'm like, well, I got to do something with my day. Oh, mm. Leslie had a baby. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and make her something. I mean, these are our, our, our ladies and families going out of their way mm-hmm. to make sure that we do get this this extra blessing. And yeah. and I would say I don't I'm always I, I always get concerned. Uh anytime you you know you praise what your church does, because like you said, someone might be listening and the thoughts of our heart might be to go, well, my church doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, and to be sad because your church doesn't do. But your church probably does a hundred other things that our church doesn't do. Right. You know, mm-hmm. that, that and, and everyone's like that. And one thing I would say is if your church, if you would like that, what your church does or doesn't do, doesn't stop you from doing that. Right. not doing that. If you hear this and go, that's such a sweet idea. You know what? Maybe that's just the Lord planting that seed in you, so the next time someone does have a baby, you may be the only one that supplies them with a meal. But you know what they're not mm-hmm. going to do? Go, well, I wanted six meals. <laughs> you know, they're going to be amazed yeah. that you provided a meal. And then you and providing a meal that. yeah, might cause them to go. Then the next time that someone has a baby, you provide a meal and they provide a meal too. Right. And, and it just and it grows from there. So just like it, it, anything, uh, instead of taking these moments where you hear what God is, is doing in a church and you lament that that's not happening there... Take this as maybe this is part of the way God is growing that in your church. Mm. The, the the seed that's planted is first the seed of recognition. And so maybe you're that first seed of, mm-hmm. of hearing whatever. And again, it, it doesn't even have to be feeding mothers. It can be a hundred things that you're thinking of. I w- uh, you know, maybe we could do this. Uh, and, and this is how it all begins. Because, you know, where, down the line, someone planted this seed in someone's heart, in mm-hmm. someone in our church. And, and now it's what our ladies do. But... Mm-hmm. But that that all began somewhere. Yeah, it just didn't just spring up, you know, just autonomously. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lord, the Lord worked it, uh, grew it from from seed to to plant to to now tree. So anyway, uh, I just wanted to encourage just yeah. as I was hearing that because I used to do that in the past. I would become not jealous, but just. I would become kind of down. Frustrated. Yeah. When some when another church is doing something, I wish we did that. Yeah. Instead of saying, "Mm," uh, I I learned to go, well, maybe this is the first step in that. Maybe I should do that. So, yeah, like as a pastor, whenever I hear what another pastor is doing or another church is doing, it'd be easy for me as a pastor to go, my church doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. Or as a pastor to go, well, I don't do that. Mm -hmm. But instead, I've learned to go... Well, maybe this is the Lord teaching you to do mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Uh, and, and starting you to think, is that something I should do? Because sometimes it's just things that 
you don't really have to do. So yeah, there's no conviction. Yeah, there's no conviction about you doing it or not doing it. But sometimes there are things that you're like, I should be doing that, mm-hmm. and I'm not. Uh, and that can then yeah. be used by the Lord. So rather than just getting down, be encouraged. Yeah. And and think of the we're gonna we're gonna talk about this on Sunday uh, as we're talking about peace in the life of the Christian. One of the things that really puts you at peace in in inward peace. Uh, is to be a person who's rejoicing in the things that God has given them. Mm. Uh, and if you're thinking about all the ways that God has blessed you, then when you hear about another blessing that someone else is getting, instead of lamenting that you don't have it, you'll just grow an expectation that, does is God about to grow that in me too? Mm-hmm. You know, because what have you seen? You've seen God just shower you with blessings. So if he showered this blessing on someone else, you're probably going, I bet that's coming my way soon, you know? <laughs> so instead of being jealous, you're like, ooh, you get excited. <laughs> it's like when you're a kid and your brother opened up a really cool Christmas gift. Yeah. Uh, and you're you, next. Yeah, you're next. You're not going, well, I bet mine's going to be a stone. Uh, <laughs> they gave him a fish. Uh, and I'm going to get, you know. Uh, so I, you know this is coming my way because look at what, look at what my father yeah, got. Yeah, because it's the same father. Same father. We have the same father. Same father. Look at what my father mm-hmm. got him. I bet my father's going to give me that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, just take encouragement. Really, really be someone who's re- thinking about all the ways that God has blessed them because mm-hmm. that's going to encourage you when you hear about how he's, when he's blessing others. It'll also cause you to want to be the blessing to others. Yeah. Uh, there's When God has just richly blessed you, it really makes you want to bless others. It's uh, so worldly blessing. It's like worldly grief versus godly grief, right? Uh, worldly blessing causes you to be covetous, causes you to uh, be a hoarder. Uh, but but godly blessing causes you to give and to give abundantly. Mm. Proverbs. Yeah, the wicked um, craving. Yeah, get nothing and right, get nothing. but yeah, the, the righteous give. Yeah, something uh, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, yeah, and I was thinking it's the it's the kingdom way, the way that they have given of themselves, and also it's the kingdom way to w- be excited about babies. <laughs> and I think that a lot. Oh, is that your segue? No. <laughs> Is that, oh, okay. It? <laughs> it's like, no. it's like speaking of kingdom no, way. No, no, it's it just seems to be overflowing. Um, it's just this love that they have, like the church ladies. They're excited mm. that that it's the Christian way to be excited about babies and new life and new little members of of the body. You know, mm. this is a little person that's going to be in our midst. For his whole life. So, which is just that's one thing that's also blessed me about their excitement and the way that they have served us is just they're so excited. And this is our sixth baby. You know, it's not like they're not blase about it. (laughs) Like, oh, here's another. Yeah, he looks like the others. No, they're just like marveling and and so excited. So, it's very, very sweet. Yeah, because it would be easy. It would be easy to go. There's, it's their six. I've got everything they need. Yeah. Or nah, we've done this. Five yeah. Times. My goodness, how many meals do we have to make? Yeah, for this it family? seems like we're making them meals every <laughs> two years. <laughs> yeah, I think they are. Uh, so, man. but that is a good segue because what I wanted to talk about tonight was just the amazing thing that children are, the blessing yeah. that they are. Because I think 
Our world, I don't know if you're aware of this. What? Tell me. Our world doesn't seem to treasure children. No. Yes. No that's way. true. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think sometimes Christians buy into that. Yeah. I, I hear sometimes Christians oh. who are like, mm-mm, I've got this one and that's enough for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not, not, listen, sometimes physically and whatever, that might be the case. Mm-hmm. You just can't have another child. I'm certainly not talking about that. But... It just seems like... Well, I even sometimes hear things come out of my own mouth. Just cliche Mm -hmm. jokes and things just people say. Yeah. Yeah. And you just get used to hearing it and you regurgitate it and you don't even... And then you kind of laugh about it and you go, I don't really think that way about children. That's not how I feel about kids. (laughs) Yeah. That's not how the Bible says I should feel about them. Yeah. Where's this coming from? It's a joke that I heard and I'm just repeating it. And I don't know what else to say right now. (laughs) Yeah. Let's make a joke. (laughs) Yeah, so let's talk about some of just the blessings that we've seen from children just okay. in our own lives. So why don't you start us out? What would you say is one of the greatest blessings? Oh, my word. Well, it having children has been a means of holification in my life. That's what I was going to say. That really? was my first one. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like nothing else. It has just caused me to grow up. Yeah. It's like you have to choose... You have to choose who's going to die here. Me or this baby. Mm-hmm. Like, who's going to... I ha- Somebody has to wake up and feed this baby. Who, who's mm-hmm. it going to be? So it's very simple. Like, the choices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just the most effective means of growth, I think, that I've ever yeah. experienced. Yeah. I, I, and, and I was going to ag- agree with that, too, using our, our word holification. I think that God does use our children to grow us in holiness because it's raising the bar. Mm -hmm. It's raising the level of maturity. Like when you're by yourself, Mm -hmm. the only person you're influencing is you. When it's Mm -hmm. just you and your wife, it's just you too. Mm -hmm. When when the Lord has blessed you by taking a soul Mm -hmm. and and putting it under your care, that becomes a a weighty Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. The Lord has given me this eternal soul and said that, that how I parent it is going to have a great effect right. on it. Uh, and to know that, and we can talk about this later, but to parent confidently, to, to be rejoicing it. Hey, the, God has given me a soul that he is going to redeem here. Uh, and it is my job to point this soul toward the Lord and to in confidence assume that God is going to use that mm-hmm. to bring this child to to salvation, that he's working, that this is... Part of the work of salvation in this child's life is putting him in our home, mm-hmm. uh, and so then having that that it gives you it gives you like a mission thing. Then then children aren't this weighty burden, so to speak. It's like this is my mission from the Lord. Here's mm-hmm. my here is my you know you want to go do door to door evangelism. God's bringing the door to your house. <laughs> like here it is. Here is the person. Share the gospel with them and do it every day. Mm-hmm. And and and. And fill your house with talk about me and and mold and craft this little person into an image bearer of me. Mm-hmm. And and man, that is just that is heavy and deep and but oh so good. Yeah. And 
and fulfilling. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you talk to your kids about the Lord and when you see them getting it and wanting to do these things and, and you see their little babbling prayers and uh, you see them want to want to be baptized and want to uh, obey the Lord and all these different fruits that God brings along the way, it's, I mean, who would trade that for anything? I mean, I'd give me a basket of that, right? Like, <laughs> right. give me, that's, it's like, why do you want one more? Because I get to see the Lord do that. I know. Uh, and that's, that is definitely one thing I've noticed. The more children we've had, the more I want. Like, mm-hmm. because you see, this is the sweetest. If the, well, think about it this way. If the Lord's going to put the soul in any other family, what family would you have him put it yeah. in? Yeah. Like, if, 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 the, if the Lord is crafting these people... Would you want them to be born in the home of someone who's not going to to share the gospel yeah. with them and not going to so anyway yeah, and yeah. I was just thinking today like i I had just fed the baby and put him down, and then it was Jack's nap time, and I'm trying to use that time of the day to still kind of shower some love on Jack, <laughs> so I've just been laying with him during that time, and I was thinking like. Here, it's been hours between feeding the baby and laying with Jack. But, like, what else? What else am I going to do with my life? Like, Mm. what else out there would compare with serving these two little future men? Which is so funny. How does our (laughs) world get us to believe that that's not a great thing? Right. Like, would you rather... How does the world get us to believe that's wasting your life? I still... I always go back to the cashier at Sam's. I was watching this cashier just scan item after item... And I was thinking about how moms are always talking about how they have to do the same thing over and over. What a redundant life it is. And and I want to get out and have a job. It's like, is this what you want to do? The, the, the jobs. <laughs> you know, jobs are redundant, right? It's like, I don't know if stay-at-home moms should go get jobs and then come back and be like, okay, it's redundant so everywhere. Jobs are redundant. So, so, so either I'm in a cubicle every day typing right. click, clack, click, clack on a computer. Or I'm scanning items or yeah. I'm teaching a bunch of weirdo children all day every day or I'm at home yeah like you know raising we were doing Jack the same thing having the best time yeah. I was supposed to be sleeping but it was just precious yeah and I thought like the uh, lord sign me up for however many more years of this you want me to do which is which is why I, I mean which is why having women at home and working at home and loving the home is a spiritual battle mm-hmm because what you're talking about is that believing that lie that being at home having I do have to do the same thing all day I don't get to talk to any grown-ups and I right, get to right. you know all the things that we could complain about like none of that actually makes sense no cuz I was having way more fun with a 2-year-old today yeah. And I might have been with a grown-up. Yeah, because all you're going to do when you get with other grown-ups is gripe about your life. Yeah, or talk, that... <laughs> talk about the show we're watching Yeah, the night. TV show. Like, is that more fulfilling? Yeah, than... yeah. I feel fulfilled now. Yeah. Uh, Jack and I were, like, so, ma- pretending where his sippy cup was. Yeah, and so, it was hilarious. So you've got the reality, <laughs> which is that the home is absolutely satisfying. Mm-hmm. Because the Lord made us for this. Mm-hmm. And... And when you give in to that purpose, that it will bring it back to you. You'll get a harvest a hundredfold yeah. out of it. And I, I don't want to like simple, oversimplify it. Like there have been days, especially at the beginning, when it was very difficult. Yeah. But it was, I think, more of a spiritual battle 
than anything. It was me growing accustomed. And I don't know if as a pastor you that you know this or not, <laughs> but people complain about their jobs. Yeah. <laughs> and they're difficult too. Right. And mm-hmm. they're boring and they have hard days. And you know what? Your children, you don't have to worry about your children firing you. <laughs> You know, well, you don't Jack have to tell me to go away. <laughs> so, so, I mean, they're everything has their own set of difficulties. Yeah. And the question is how you will handle it. It's not like if you get out of the home mm-hmm. or go and do anything else that it won't be difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just how are you going to handle? It might feel more exciting because you get to wear pretty clothes and stuff. But yeah. But my, I've, I've grown to, to love pretty my clothes. pretty. Your leggings, leggings. are awesome. <laughs> So, so anyway, I do think, I do think there, and it makes sense that there would be a battle against the home mm-hmm. in the world because the Lord does obviously put great value mm-hmm. on the home. And so it's not surprising that everything in this world seems to be trying to steal from either time at home, mm-hmm. commitment to, to working mm-hmm. at home for both the husband and the wife, mm-hmm. uh, all of those things to make it where as parents, there's really a detachment from children, mm-hmm. a detachment from the home, and a focus on self. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you hear people, even Christians who aren't satisfied, the root of it goes back to, my eyes are on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost always. My eyes are on me. I feel this about myself and my life. And and it's if you get your eyes off of that and onto the Lord, I bet you'll find satisfaction. And Here's the deal. If you don't get them on the Lord, it doesn't matter. The hun- You can do a hundred other things. You'll never be satisfied. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, the, the children are such a blessing. And I hate that our world is just so flippantly throws them away, whether it's something like abortion uh, or uh, just even seeing children just as a burden. Like people are like, oh, I, you, mm. you know, it's things like we say, you know, yeah. oh, you know what causes that, right? Mm-hmm. You got six kids, you know, you've figured out what caused that by now, right? It's like, yeah, that's why, that's why. Like we, <laughs> we figured it out, so we're gonna keep doing that so we can have more kids uh, because they are just a, they're a joyful burden. Yeah. They are, mm. they are, a, they are a, a hard task, mm-hmm. but a, a joyous, a labor for the Lord. Yeah. And I had a really, really sweet moment the night before. We were scheduled to induce on Thursday. Um, so we went on Wednesday night to take our kids to my parents' house. And we had this goodbye time. You had all the kids pray for me, and you prayed for me, and my parents prayed for me and for the baby, my dad prayed for his salvation. Just, it was a very, very touching, like, I had to just work really hard to keep it together so I didn't just start sobbing in front of everyone. But I was telling some friends that it you was... You actually said that in the car. You were like, <laughs> thanks for that. Yeah, I did think I me? did start crying down the driveway. <laughs> but the reason I, I, I was emotional about it is in that moment all of a sudden I wasn't thinking about what needed to be done I wasn't thinking about who wasn't performing well who hasn't cleaned their room who needs to take a bath all I saw in that moment was these beautiful children Mm. (laughs) I'm gonna cry again (laughs) but they are so precious Mm. And um, I just could have sang over them. Like, I could have just 
gathered them up and just said, I just love you and I'm so proud of you. And okay, Singing over them would have been weird. <laughs> Can you imagine? You just gathered You said I could have just gathered them up. Imagine, just get, come here, kids. And then go, oh, it'd have been like, what in the world? Moments lost. I could have sang over them. That's what I felt like doing. I just wanted to just praise them. What is this, like Like, a musical? Yes. And just, um, I don't know. It just was such a moment of clarity. And I was talking to some friends about it. And one of them said that's really kind of what nostalgia is. It's the ability to um, look at the past with the the way that we should be looking at the present. So when you look back on your little kids, you just have these great memories of these precious babies. Um, when at the time, you might have been like, get me out of here, they're driving me crazy. But 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 that's what I told them. Like in that moment, I thought, this is how I want to be as a mom. Like, and this is how I want to be even on, I even thought about Sundays. Like I just want to be, so thankful and and just looking Godward at these blessings that he's mm-hmm. given us and um anyhow it was just it was just a really distinct moment in time that I want to try to hold on to and, and apply to our everyday life but mm-hmm. anyway have you thought about anything else sad <laughs> yeah oh. Mom, she's singing over you. Be quiet. Just let it happen. <laughs> Shh. It's like an Aslan let her, moment. Let her, let her do it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, but um, I do. I love the magicians. Our nephew. kids. Oh. I love our kids. <laughs> and and so I mean I think that's that's a good thing to if you talk about love you you have children so. Yeah. Wives, go to your husbands, say, let's have more kids. <laughs> husbands, go to your wives, say, yeah. let's have more kids. So You won't regret it. The the sanctification, totally. Oh, okay, so that was one thing, sanctification, the, yeah. The Another thing that I just think about all the time. Holification. Yes. Right. Is, I think more and more as I grow and as we have more children, I just realize, like, this is something, and I'm pointing at Peter right now, we could not have done on our own. Like... This is the work of God. This is his creation. And the older I get, the more I think, this is not your person. Mm-hmm. And you had better treat them yeah. with dignity. Yeah. You had better love them and serve them and don't talk bad about them. Um, mm-hmm. Don't let bitterness grow in your heart toward them. Like, this is God's person. Mm-hmm. This is an image bearer of the Lord <clears throat> to be tra- treated as precious. Yeah. 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 So there, the weightiness has grown in a way, or I guess there's a reverence. Yeah, because there is a temptation to see children almost like our little toys. Yeah, like it's your little... It's my thing. Mm-hmm. I get to do with it what I want. And, and it needs to perform how I want it to yeah, perform. Yeah. Or Which I is why you get in the world these uh, well, like soccer moms or like yeah. the dads who live vicariously through yes. the children. All those things. And so the dads get more mad at like sporting events and the mm-hmm. children do. And, all, and where's that all coming from? Mm-hmm. It's because they see the kids as like mirrors of them mm-hmm. instead of mirrors to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so their children, what their children do or don't do is all about make, you know, what that's going to say about them right. in their life. Instead of looking at your children saying, this is an image bearer of God. 
I need to make sure that it's being crafted Godward. Yeah. That, that I'm shaping it into his image and not mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, there's definitely, I mean, that is certainly something that, you know, early on, you know, you've got a, you've got like our first one was a son. And so it, with Gideon, it was very tempting to be like, I want him to be like me. Mm-hmm. You know, I want him to like the things I like. Mm-hmm. I want him to do the things I want to do. And then it was like, no, you don't even want to be like, I want him to be like, the Lord. Right. I don't care if he likes anything that I like. Or or goes to, like, chooses a life path that, an occupation that I care about. Yeah, yeah. Just I don't care what whatever. he does. As long yes. as he's, if he's like, you know what? I can serve the Lord in this way. But wait, can I just add an addendum to that? Uh-huh. Unless it's a ventriloquist. Yeah. I would have a problem with that. But go ahead. We'd keep it silent. <laughs> No, that's a mime. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, I have a problem with that too. Yeah. So, uh, the the whatever it is, like, yeah, do whatever for the Lord's for the Lord's glory. Mm-hmm. And man, that's that's just a totally different way to look at mm-hmm. look at your kids. And yeah. uh, we've almost got to force ourselves to do that because again, the the thing that we get from the world is this whole idea of just this combination of DNA and mm-hmm. you know uh, the the our genetic traits and oh, they're a mashup of you. It's real easy just to see them as mini me's. Mm-hmm. As we say, it's my mini me. Yeah. But really it's a mini of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's how we need to, to craft it. Not necessarily to dress it like us, but to say, you know, how do I, how do I, how do I make sure this child is being pointed Godward yeah. uh, in every area of its life and not pointed toward me, not pointed in a way that's going to bring me glory mm-hmm. so that my child went to whatever or my child's a, like you mm-hmm. hear people talk about and that, that, but to say, you know, I just want you to live for God's mm-hmm. glory. Mm-hmm. Like that's my job kid. And that's what we tell our, we tell our kids that I tell my kids when I discipline them or when I like, look, I like when I when I discipline them I say, "Look, you're supposed to treat me the way you treat the Lord." Mm-hmm. So I you are under my authority. And so when I tell you to do something and you don't do it, mm-hmm. you need to realize that there are consequences for it because that is teaching you mm-hmm. in a microcosmic way. Mm-hmm. The bigger truth, which is that you have the Lord over your life. Right. And when he tells you to do something, you need to do it because the consequences are so much greater. Uh, and so always in every area, letting them know that everything I do and that we do is not about having them perform for us mm-hmm. or making them into the type of children we want them to be. But we're always telling them, like, this is about you understanding what you were made for. Mm-hmm. And we'll help you kill sin. We'll, right now... You have parents who will help you pull the weeds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you've got parents who will show you how to plant. We're helping you learn how to farm. So that by the time you leave this house, you have a rich harvest. That's what we want. Uh, and, and when we do that, it, it, makes, it doesn't necessarily make it easy, right? right. But it makes it joyous. Right. It, makes it, it, makes it, it makes it glorious. It, it makes it It's it, hard enjoyable. to remember that in the, in the moments of like disobedience it's easy to take it personally but really oh, they yeah. are sinning against god yeah and it's it's easy to get to to feel 
like embarrassed yeah. or offended, especially your, if they're doing it something in public. Get your feelings hurt. Mm-hmm. And then you end up saying things like, how could you treat me that way? And yeah. Just things where it's about you. But I've it, never, that seems like a very woman thing to say. It's a very say. womanly thing. I can't see me ever going, how could you treat me that right, way? Right, right. I'm never singing over it's you again. So, <laughs> it's so good to stay to, a kind of de- emotionally detached mm-hmm. when you are well, it's, it's it's not necessarily even emotionally detached as much as it is just, just recognizing truth. the truth, yes. which is they're not. Right. This isn't about you. It isn't. Let me take you off your idol tree here, mm-hmm. right? It, it's not about you. It's about the Lord. That's who they're ultimately rebelling against. Yeah. And it, when you make it about you and they fix the, the thing with you, well, yeah. they haven't fixed the root of the problem. Right. Uh, and so you haven't helped. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's about... It's about the Lord. I am so glad you brought up farming because I was thinking about that too. And all of our children to be farmers. Yes. <laughs> but the, I think that's another of the things that I've really latched on to in these later years is just the importance of weeding out those things in their lives from the very beginning. Oh, uh, yeah. And Don't... And so... It's just so easy to be tired and lazy in your parenting. You know mm-hmm. the parenting from the couch when you're like, and I saw you, you did it tonight. You got up and the temptation is to, to stay. You've gotten comfortable. You're watching your show. You've got your food, whatever. And you've got a child disobeying and you really just want them to go do what you're telling them to do. Because I was disciplining another child well, at yeah. the time. But yeah. usually it's like, yeah. I just want to <laughs> It was like this. I had two... Two things going on. And you couldn't do anything because you were I was nursing. nursing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I saw the moment when you were like, okay, I, I got yeah. to deal with this mm-hmm. and to get up and, and to weed, pull the weed. Um, and I was thinking about a garden because it's the same thing. Like, if you don't tend your garden, yeah, if, you, if you decide to, to, to stay in your chair, it's going to... Unless you're doing like a bonsai tree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's going to get all weedy. And, yeah. and that was like, this was a case where I was not so much disciplining. as like feeling out the heart of one of the children. Yeah, you're having you know, a talk. It's like, let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. This is what I see in my wisdom. Mm-hmm. You may not see it. You may, but here's what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and while that was going on, I had another child that was, that was disobeying. It was Jack. <laughs> uh, we can still call him out. He's and uh, Yeah, and so... I, 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 it's at that moment, it'd be like traveling in your garden to go care for this one plant that you see <laughs> might be having some issues. Mm-hmm. It's got some bugs on it over there. You need to deal with it. And on the way you see a weed next to this <laughs> tomato plant, you can either go, I'll get back to that, uh-huh. uh, or just go ahead and pull Is it up real nip fast. nip it in the bud means? Yeah. Nip it in its bud. Get to the bud. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Nip it in the bud, Andy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had to take care of that, and then and then get back to the other to the other thing. But I think gardening is a just oh, of yeah. course a great metaphor because it's the one the Lord uses. Right. Um, just with kids, and this is random later parenting advice. Yeah, pull the weeds early because it's just like out here. I was trying to pull this weed that I've seen for weeks, mm-hmm. weeks, and I could have pulled it so easily. Mm-hmm. Three weeks ago, but mm-hmm. I didn't. Mm-hmm. And now the thing <laughs> it's like is a so strong. I can't pull it up. I just break it off. You need to get all of your children. I can't. You can't even weed eat. And do like this tug of machine rope. Tug of rope. is made to eat weeds. 
and it will not eat this weed. This weed is so thick that it just ruins the weed eater string. So I just, it's like almost a tree now. I just break it over <laughs> and like stomp on it. It's, but that's, don't do that in your kids' lives. See it early, pull it, because it's going to keep growing. You mm-hmm. can't just ignore it and think, well, maybe that wasn't a thing. Yeah. Pull it. I, yeah, I think I was so intimidated at the very beginning. I just didn't realize how much you could teach a baby and a toddler. Mm-hmm. I just thought, he can't understand me. Like, yeah. But you absolutely can from the very beginning. Like, just, well, I mean, not, Peter's not really, that's an eat and sleep situation right mm-hmm. now. But, you know, even Jack, I'm just so much better equipped. He cleans up his toys. He, he can sit in church. And he understands when he's done wrong. Yes. And it's because we've, we've realized that you can't actually yes. <laughs> communicate. Yes. All these other things that they're learning. Right. Guess what? Actually communicate that too. Right. Right and wrong. can actually be something that they learn. Yeah. I, and I, I remember I was also just so, uh, I don't know. I just didn't want there to be any conflict. I didn't want oh, yeah, yeah. like baby Gideon, toddler Gideon to feel like I didn't love him. Mm-hmm. Like I was too touchy feely mm-hmm. and I, you just, just, I don't know. Be normal. <laughs> be normal. <laughs> don't be a big weirdo about just your kids. Just sing over them. Just be normal and sing over them. <laughs> while you cry. While you cry. It's nothing. It's totally just normal. normal stuff like that. No, I was pregnant at that time. Yeah. That's I was true. very there emotional. There were a lot of hormones going yes. on. Yes. <laughs> so maybe some contractions. Who knows? Definitely the, that. Uh, so anything else that you've learned or that you can think of just parenting-wise yeah, that jumps out to, at you? I'm trying to not get too... If I hadn't thrown it out at you, maybe you could have made like a list. And then we'd have had like 30 things. That's oh, what I was gosh. thinking. I was like, I don't have a list. Yeah. No, this has been great. Um, I'm trying not to get too like into the parenting Mm-hmm. I'm no, I'm just, it just babies, having babies. children, having yeah. children with that. Um, yeah, I just think there's so much. Uh, well, let me, oh. you, you've gone a few times. So, oh yeah. So, you uh, well, no, I, I didn't, I didn't really. Well, one of them was my holification one, which you stole. Which we had the same Yeah, we had, we, we agreed together. Okay. Um, I would say that, that with children, I didn't realize just how amazing it was to have these kids. And this is going to sound a lot like what we've already talked mm-hmm. about. But for me, it's really just like magic. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, like it is it's magic. miraculous what we've got going on. Um, just having these people yeah. here. And it's really created a sense of... Uh, of grandeur and wonder about the whole process mm-hmm. that really growing up and looking at science and all this other stuff had really made baby making and baby having really kind like of bland. Cold, yeah, yeah. And then clinical. they start and then they start coming. And and then I'll tell you, it's when they start coming in more than one yeah. and two. And it, when when they start piling on, mm-hmm. it it becomes just this <laughs> It's like this amazing train of God's I goodness. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. And you just, they're all different. They're so different. And we had nothing to do. That's nothing. what I, I meant earlier. Like, you cannot, 
we are people. We cannot craft another person. No. And we can't pick out a personality and like eye color and. Mm-hmm. But God does that over and over and yeah. over again. And he just like, boop, here's another one in your mm-hmm. house. It's just, mm-hmm. it is magic. It's like. It's that deep magic. It that is. That old magic. Yeah. So, <sighs> so anyway, I just, I've just grown in my wonder of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. The wonder of the home. Well, and I've seen that Has become you. more of a, of a thing. You are. And this is another reason to keep having kids. Just assuming I'm that very handsome. Assuming that's, that <laughs> that's the chief reason. You're all growing in holiness and maturity, but just your your love for babies is just I took some pictures of you at the hospital. Just like you were bending over the table, just like staring at this baby, and then another picture you're just holding him and you're on your iPad and you just look like you're so at home. And it's just a beautiful thing to see your spouse mm. from the very beginning to to this point just grow so much. And I can imagine you as a grandfather. You're going to be no, like... No, yeah, I'm going to be the worst. <laughs> it's a crazy. beautiful thing. Magic from the magic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't... I mean, and, and let me just encourage you dads. There's this... There is this weird aloofness that the world tries to tell men they're supposed to have about babies. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I say that because when you look at things like, uh, um, like how the world thinks about, uh, what's it called? Child who gets the children, mm-hmm. uh, like it's always the mother. Mm-hmm. And when it talks about, you know, having children, it's like when we went to the hospital, like you could go in, but I was considered an accessory to the right. whole deal. Right. Right. Cause I'm just the dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that aloofness sometimes continues into, you know, having kids where it's like the dads are supposed to just sort of be aloof, mm-hmm. like this weird silverback mm-hmm. gorilla that sits outside, <laughs> like just does its thing. And you and do the, that. And the mothers and the babies are then they're just sort of watching you and you're like, look at my grandeur. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I do this or whatever. And, and, and I, let me, let me just tell you, husbands get in. On the babies. Mm. Like these are things that God has given your family and your home. Mm -hmm. And just for the wonder of God, Mm -hmm. be in that process. Uh, For the love of your spouse, of course, as well. This is is a hard thing. Genesis tells you it's going to be hard. Uh, And she's going to have lots of struggles with it. So get in there, help her, but really just be amazed Mm -hmm. by what the Lord has just blessed you with. Mm -hmm. So don't act so... Mm-hmm. You know, aloof, and that's her thing, because mm-hmm. uh, you'll miss out. And it might be fear-driven. Like, you might so, feel yeah, afraid of it. Yeah, because, uh, I But mean, the, same, the same advice, get in there and... Yeah, you'll just, be flipping that baby around yeah. like it was nothing in, in no time. <laughs> yeah. And I do, I think um, men have definitely... It's becoming more and more of a thing to see dads. It's the most beautiful thing. To see dads, like... Um, at church, walking the babies around. Yeah, I love it when it's I see a dad get best. up and he takes the baby out this time, and the mama yes. listens. And yes, and there and, it's a team effort. Yeah, like a lot of the where the dad's not just the one who is the belt bringer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I hear a lot of women of past generations who are kind of amazed at how men ha- are really hands on. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and it's not in an effeminate so. way. No, it's not. It's not like there are you know, some, hey, uh, but it's it's very much a masculine leading yeah. of the home. It's helping the spouse. It's it's uh, disciplining the child. All the mm-hmm. things that you're supposed to do, and not just in an auxiliary way of mm-hmm. I do that by mm-hmm. telling my wife to do that. Yeah. Like actually being being in that, and and, yeah. and you'll grow from it. Mm-hmm. It'll be good for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you you can't hold a baby and not end up thinking about the goodness of God, mm-hmm. the, the the grandeur of God, the just amazing things that He can do. I mean, all those things are are shown to us when we're holding something that He knit in the womb of your wife. Mm-hmm. Pretty crazy. <laughs> I mean. We can talk about, you know, the Lord knit me in my mother's womb. And then when you hold that thing that the Lord knit in your wife's womb, Mm -hmm. you got to go, all right, this is pretty creepy. (laughs) Right? This is pretty amazing. Either you go back to some sort of just weird, bland, scientific combining of genomes here, or Mm -hmm. you go, God really did knit this. Mm -hmm. And, And I'm holding something the Lord knit. And something that he knit... That will last forever. The only things in this world mm-hmm. that are eternal, mm-hmm. and you're holding one of them, one of the eternal things that God made. Yeah. God made an eternal thing in the belly of your wife, <laughs> and you're touching it. <laughs> think about that. Yeah. Yeah. So when we think about it that way, when we get our minds onto children in a biblical way, a yes. biblical vision of a child, you're going to have wonder, and yeah. you're going to be like, it's my turn to hold the baby. Yeah. You know, you're it's going to be like, golly, let's have, let's have one. more. Let's, <laughs> let's create the eternals. Uh, it'll be our family name, <laughs> just the eternals. And then, and then to just have, um, and so one other thing I'd learned with, with having babies and not necessarily with parenting, one of the things that I think can be scary is to go into parenting and having babies from a terrified position of the uh, eternal outcome of their souls. Mm-hmm. One thing that I've learned as I've read scripture mm-hmm. is there is God is always very confident mm-hmm. when talking to parents about you raise this child mm-hmm. in in my word. And that's the reason that I put them in your home. Mm -hmm. There's this weird, fearful uh, 50-50 shot, whether my kid's going to be saved or not saved. And that doesn't seem to be the picture that you see in Scripture. There's great confidence in Scripture that the Lord has put these children in your home for a purpose. Mm -hmm. And if you have that confidence when you're holding that child, that's going to... And then as you parent that child... Mm It impacts everything, including how excited you are to have more kids. Yeah, and how... Because I used to be like, the more I have, the more chance we'll have that one of them will just be this prodigal that's going to be, you know, all of this and all this fearfulness. And it's like, you don't get that from Scripture. Mm -hmm. You see the promises from the Lord that if if you're righteous, that righteousness will will go down to, Mm -hmm. you know, thousands of generations. Mm -hmm. Like the Lord will, the Lord will bless your work. You don't have to be afraid mm-hmm. in, in having those kids. So uh, I would say parent from confidence. I think I've said before, uh, I don't, I never know where I say these things. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but have these babies in, in confidence, rejoicing. This is an eternal, this is someone that I'll be spending time in the new heavens and the new earth with. Mm-hmm. And that's exciting. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, definitely. So.
All right. Uh, do you want to? I think we've gone. Time to look at the clock. Yeah. Uh, where are we at? Oh, there's the clock. Yeah, we're we're at yeah, fifty we're minutes. Good. Fifty minutes. Uh, so, do you want to talk about the uh, surprise yellow salad, or do you have something else you want to say about yeah. having babies? No, I mean I could go on for days. I know, I know. That's why I was like, <laughs> we'll end with yes. confidence in the Lord saving your children. Yeah, uh, and maybe we'll talk about that sometime. That'd be a good yeah, topic, I think, it for would. parents, because that affects everything. Like, do we baptize our kids? You mm-hmm. know, how do we how do we share the gospel with our kids? Mm-hmm. All of that, like coming at that from more of a biblical biblical mm-hmm. picture mm-hmm. I think can can be helpful instead yeah. of scary and how, you could, yeah that'd be a good okay we'll talk about that in the future okay uh what's your surprise yellow salad well I was just gonna ask you like which one is your favorite a Rebecca <laughs> I'm just kidding we don't have a favorite no I think I said Rebecca <laughs> stop he's kidding we do joke about it no it's Rebecca Quit am I not it. To, what? stop and Shepherd is not my favorite. Okay. okay. <laughs> Although people do give me a hard time about that. We do. I do laugh because the reason I say Rebecca is Rebecca's like, she is a lot like me. She's his like personality is, twin. Yes. And, and even physically. Yeah. Like the, we saw a picture at the hospital. Did you, you saw it too. Didn't yeah. I show it to you? Where we're smiling and our faces, we have the exact same expression. Yeah. So yeah. she loves that. No, she's not my favorite. Um, they all have, of course, different things that I just love yes, about each one of them. Definitely. And it just melts me. Yeah, that's not really my about. question. Uh, yeah, I know. I was going to just ask if there are any like newborn stories that you remember. that Favorite, favorite newborn story from any of the kids. Oh, I would say my favorite would have to be one time we had a... Uh, we had a... a a doctor delivering our baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was one of their first as a resident. <laughs> and uh, so they're learning. It was, we've had, we'd had multiple babies and they had not. Yes. And so it was weird where we kind of felt weird. like we were like, like the more skilled yeah. in the area. And it all sort of culminated <laughs> when they asked if I wanted to cut the cord. Oh gosh. And I said, Okay, I really don't care about that stuff. Had you ever done that? No, because I don't care. Uh, And so I said, "All right." So I cut the cord, and they hadn't (laughs) clamped it right, so the cord just shot blood all over my clothes. I mean, (laughs) it it drenched me in blood. I'm standing there. I cut the cord, and it's like a scene from a horror movie. Just like. Just all over me. It ruined those jeans. Remember, they were my favorite pair of jeans. Are you sure? Yes, it ruined them. Remember the black ones. We and I'm the stain master. You can't. Hey, you can't get cord blood out of anything. This is almost you don't, TMI. You don't. You don't see this. There's a reason you don't see like how to get cord blood out of clothes because it was. Oh my goodness! It was the. But I just said this is this has been this pregnancy. This is. <laughs> And they were like, I'm so sorry. I forgot. I didn't think about this. I'm like, ah, it's fine. So then the whole rest of the time that I'm there, you, I don't have a change of clothes hey, with me. I know how so, you feel. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sitting here just just drenched in blood. So people come into the room to see the baby. And I'm covered in blood. And they're like, oh, uh-huh. oh, uh-huh. You know, there's that awkwardness. I'm uh, like, hey, guys. I hate that you missed this. Uh, it was quite a show. Uh, golly. So that's, that's, 
I'm dying over here. That's probably the most memorable, <laughs> I would say, moment. That was uh, the same doctor. The same, do- <laughs> the same doctor who couldn't find the heartbeat. Yes. <laughs> it was not funny at the time. No. She just said, uh, said, I can't find the heartbeat. And we were all like, oh, all like the air went What? Her. Like, what? And then she went, oh, there it is. <laughs> and we're just like sitting there the rest of the time, like in a cold sweat. Because I can't find the heartbeat. When really, like they were just say, new at keep, finding heartbeats. Keep that to yourself. Yeah, until you're certain. <laughs> you better be certain. Like, there is no heartbeat before you just, like, anecdotally, 30 seconds in, say, I can't find a heartbeat. Oh, oh, oh there it is. Whoa. We just died a little. Thank you. Oh, man. Yeah, that was a goodie. Sweet girl. Sweet. Oh, that makes me laugh. Oh, man. <laughs> we were all like that at one point. Oh, golly. Oh, any, anything else? That was my most memorable. That's, what about you? Oh, golly, jeepers. I mean, there's so many I can't tell. But uh, I, I guess the first thing that comes to my mind is the night that Betsy was crying Mm-hmm. And we were sleep deprived. And I had told you, I had told you, I think the night before that I wanted you to wake me up. Like I wanted to help take care of yes. her in the night. Cause yes. I'm a super heavy sleeper. Heavy. She is a heavy woman. <laughs> sleep heavy. Sorry. <laughs> heavy sleeper. Heavy sleeper. <clears throat> um, Anyway, I don't quite remember all the details. All I know is that she woke up crying, and you kind of just, like, woke me up, right? Mm-hmm. And were wanting me to get the baby. Yes, right? as you had told me to do. Well, yes. See, I think I, what I meant when I told you this was, I don't know what I meant. Yeah, that's the only thing that makes <laughs> sense. Do you want me to wake you up and not? Yeah. And then maybe bring me the baby? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know about that. Yeah. Anyway, in my sleeping... Because the baby was on your side. I don't know. Yes. That was what is okay. going to happen. Well, in yeah. my sleepy confusion, I felt like he was being cold. And I was like, why is he waking me up? And he just kind of would like roll over to go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. Which was so unlike him. Because he's like the night watchman. Yeah. You know. And... So I was just trying to go back to sleep, and he'd nudge me again. And I was like, I just don't understand what's happening. Like, why are you being so mean to me? <laughs> and we had this long, yeah. sleepy discussion. Uh-huh. I know I was not making any, any sense. sense. Yep. And finally, I think you just ha- you just needed to like get, uh, up. get up and do it. Yeah. Yes. And when he got up, he, he was a little more like... Expressive. I flung the sheets okay. back to get up. Yeah. I mean, there was, all right, I'm doing this then. Yes. Because it was like I'd been trying to do what you told me to do for so long. Yeah. And, and not going, because I could have handled it right. the first 10 seconds in. And I happily. mean, that's our, that's our game. Happily, right? right. I can do it, give it to you, and I go back to sleep really quick. Mm-hmm. I have great mental control. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so 
So this was taking way and not helping me at all. Right. Even though you were trying to help me, you know, all this. So finally I was just like, why am I getting in trouble? This is what you asked me to do. And so I flung the sheets back and I sat up really fast. Yeah. And then what happened? You hit me in the face with a water bottle. (laughs) It was a baby bottle. A baby. It was was a bottle. (laughs) I sit up and the next thing I know, (laughs) whack. Like that flash of light that you get as this thing just like in the middle of the night just boom off the side of my head. She had chunked the baby bottle at my face and smacked me in the face with it. And I just turned around and said, What? What are you doing? And then I'm crying. You just cried. I thought, I don't know what I thought when he just sat up. Well, she always thinks I'm going to kill her. It was so, totally self-defense, yeah. <laughs> even though you weren't even near me. I was getting, I was moving away from you. Moved covers. Just getting up. Yeah, he moved the covers. <laughs> it oh, just, yeah. Man. It was just like a, a And weird, it did. Zeroed me in the it side It did, of and face. it was a full bottle of formula. So then I just started laughing. Yeah, and then we both had a good laugh. Yeah. That was just and then, a, and then you told your dad. Um, uh, yeah, I got in trouble for my dad. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't think the story he didn't was think funny. That was funny. She got in trouble. <laughs> but it was funny because it was Just one of those he's, moments. He's where... already disgusted at my nighttime sleepy habits mm-hmm. and my difficulty in waking up in the morning. Oh, golly. <laughs> so. That yeah. was funny. That was, man, that is a memorable, mm-hmm. one of those memorable moments. Lots anytime of... you get, anytime your wife commits what's pretty close to domestic violence against you. <laughs> Your sweet mousy wife. <laughs> <laughs> You're so sleepy you at know. night. Oh golly. Lots of sleep deprived nights. But that one neuron, that, that one neuron was, was on a weird path that night. Definitely. And then I sprung out of bed and you thought, danger! <laughs> danger! Whack! <laughs> So what I'd like to have seen is the look on your face. Because, again, I'm facing the other way because I'm just getting out of bed. Right. I'd like to have seen the look on your face and then how long it took you for that hand to then go, wham, and throw the bottle across the bed. Right. Oh, my goodness. That neuron was, it was lit. And you know what? That's one more thing that I have grown to understand. All those things. Golly, the first baby you have, it's just killer. Like the lack of sleep. You really feel like mm-hmm. you're never going to sleep again. Never. It's not but like happen. with the, with this guy, it's we're so laid back about it because you know yep. it's a short season. It's going to go by fast. You're going to get your sleep. You're not going to die. It's just the perspective changes so much. Mm-hmm. So we've made it through a lot of sleepy, yeah. This is this is sleepy nights. Yeah, this is number six. Yeah. So we of, praise God for a healthy baby mm-hmm. and a good delivery. Just all those things like you, we can't plan. You mm-hmm. cannot nope. decide. No. Nope. Um, but but so we just praise God because He could have written the story any way He wanted mm-hmm. to and been worthy of praise. And um, so we're just so happy to have Peter here on your daddy's birthday. birthday you know. Thanks, Alexa. <laughs> that was our grocery reminder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we know now. We know it's our time to stop and take care of that. Alexa, stop. 
And so that's our cue, I guess, <laughs> that we need to uh, wrap things up. Yeah. So hopefully you've uh, enjoyed our first podcast with the sixth member of our crew, now our family of eight, full van. Yep, the minivan is, is full. full. Can't get anyone else in it. Grandmother is, has been kicked to the curb. She's kicked out. We've, we've packed that dude tight. If we go to Nantucket again, we're going to have to rent something. Yeah, or maybe fly. by then we'll get one of those big... We need one of those... What are those Nissan... Those big vans? What are yeah. they called? I don't know why we don't just like hack a church van. We could. We've got that church van just sitting down there. We Take just the be like, First Baptist Church off. Yeah, we'll keep it on there. Just be like Gore Be family. like proud family of the First Baptist Church. <laughs> First family. Um, but anyway, so we hope you've enjoyed this talk. We hope it makes you look at your little ones just to, with a little bit more of a smile and, a, and maybe even just yeah. a little bit more wonder yeah. and amazement. If you're on your first crop of kiddos, yeah. hang in there. It, it gets easier and mm-hmm. it gets even more joyful. Yes, then. yes. So, anyway, we hope this has been an encouragement to you. Uh, we'll catch you guys again next time after we get just a little bit more sleep. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Good night. Goodbye. All of those things. <laughs>